I'd like to show you why knowing your why is the start of your journey. Without a strong why, it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people and allows them to achieve at such a high level. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you. Hi, everyone. I'm Jason Ballara, and this is the Know Your Why podcast. Today, I'm here with Darren Batchelder. Uh, Darren started as a CPA with Pricewaterhouse and PepsiCo, uh, transitioned into sales, and then eventually into real estate. But what I'd really like to do is let, let Darren tell us his story, kind of start from the beginning. But, but first of all, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Hey, uh, Jason, I really appreciate you having me on. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe you can give us a little bit of your background and sort of how you worked your way uh, through life and then got into real estate and, and we'll kind of go from there. I'm a little bit older than you, so it, that could take a little bit. I'm not, um, I'm not convinced. I just don't have the hair to. Right. I'm 52. I'm guessing you're in your 30s. I'm 47. 47. Oh, you look younger. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I was, I'm an East coast guy. I grew up in Connecticut, uh, went to school, university of Rhode Island. Um, you know, uh, I guess for any, but young folks out there, I wish I had started looking for mentors, mentors at a much earlier age. So my thought process in college was, all right, I can, I always knew I wanted to go in business, but Hey, I could major in accounting or finance and, I was like, well, if I do accounting, I could do either or, but if I do finance, I can't do accounting. And so I chose accounting and then I got a job with Price Waterhouse. It was, it was the big six back then. I don't know what it is now, big four or whatever. Um, but great company to start with, got my CPA, but it, you know, what? I didn't love doing the accounting work, you know? And, um, then I, I ended up getting an offer to go work for PepsiCo in their in internal audit division. And I didn't want to, again, I didn't really love the work, but I kind of traded the fact that I wanted to travel the world. And so I did a year domestic and then a year international and traveled the world on Pepsi's dime. Um, but the work still wasn't, you know, that fantastic. So, you know, my next step was, Hey, I want to have a direct impact on the bottom line, you know, rather than be a cost you know, to a company, I want to, I want to be the profit center. So, you know, I want to get into sales. Well, a CPA wanting to move into sales, you know, is, is a little different, right? So I ended up working in the software industry, um, selling accounting software applications um, to Fortune 1000 companies. And then I did a stint with a .com called ecredit.com. Um, so then I, all of a sudden, you know, people thought I was crazy, right? You're leaving, PepsiCo and you're leaving Pricewaterhouse and you're, you're stopping to be a CPA, but you know, I wasn't fulfilled. Right. And I wanted to have a bigger impact. And I also wanted the opportunity to make more money and um, people thought I was crazy and it was, it was difficult making that change and it was a risk, but you know, my income went up dramatically you know, moving in sales. And uh, from there, I ended up transitioning into institutional loan trading. Um, with, I was with a large bank, uh, Amy and Amaro, a Dutch bank, when I was living in South Florida. And we were 
trading large loan portfolios between banks. Um, so residential and multifamily loan portfolios and was there kind of 2002 to 2006. And then 2007, finally got the courage up to start my own company. And I did it in the loan trading world and I still have that business. Um, you know, I've traded over 4 billion in, in loans, residential, multifamily, commercial real estate loans. Um, that gave me, you know, starting my own business gave me freedom of my time, right? Um, so people are typically looking for freedom, freedom of time and financial freedom. And it gave me uh, freedom of time. I could go, I went to all my kids' practices and games and, you know, I coached and, and all that. Um, but, you know, I, when I was doing all those loan trades, I saw, you know, a lot of real estate transactions go through. And I remember seeing this one tax return and this individual had like a $20 million net worth and only paid like $20,000 in taxes. And I was like, how is this even possible? Right. And because of the debt, right. And, and the depreciation. And so I guess what I would say is it took me a lot longer. I got into real estate about four years ago. Um, so I was 47. Um, to the listeners, get into real estate as early as you can. You know, <clears throat> I wish I had started many, many, many years ago. Um, and I've seen the wealth building impact since I've been involved. And um, so I still have that other business, but I spend most of my time um, either investing passively into multifamily deals or um, I'm a co-sponsor in a lot of different um, multifamily deals as well. Nice. So you started, you know, sort of four years ago, and I, I definitely want to talk about, I think kind of, although you switched careers, you kind of stayed in applicable skills to real estate, right? If you were, you're a CPA, obviously the financial modeling is very important. And then sales is a big part too, when it comes to raising capital and, and, you know, that side of things. So I think those are two really I guess, valuable skills to have for being a sponsor in, in multifamily. What, how did you start? What was your kind of first uh, multifamily experience? Yeah. So, you know, I was raised with the whole, you know, put 10 or 20% aside and, you know, put it in the stock market, put it in 401ks, put it into IRAs, whatever that, you know, when I had my own business, SEP IRAs and, um, and then all of a sudden, you know, I'm like, all these people, I've built all this wealth with real estate. Why am I just letting that go by? Right. So I'm going to learn this thing. And for me, I, you know, and this goes to mindset. My mindset was, you know, start with a duplex. And so my wife and I went, went out and bought a duplex and I had the capital. I mean, it was a, $290,000 purchase for, for a duplex in a kind of in the path of progress um, in North Dallas. But I was scared. I, I mean, it was only, it was like 55,000, 50,000. And then I was getting a loan for the remainder. But up until that point in my life, every time I had made an investment, it was, you know, you'd go on and you buy a stock or you buy a mutual fund or 
you know, something of that sort or an ETF. And so having $50,000 in one transaction and not knowing everything, you know, having that fear of what could go wrong. Right. So, um, you know, I ended up hiring a property management company to manage it. Um, I had to go find the lender and, um, you know, all that. But after I closed on that, and it was a new construction duplex, so it was going to take a year to build. But once I closed on that, you know, I looked at it and I'm like, you know, this is going to take me forever to really build wealth buying duplexes, you know? So how do I go bigger? And then I started looking for a way to go bigger. And I started looking for different meetup groups. And so I started just going on to the app meetup and put in multifamily investing. And um, I went to a few that were more single family kind of fix and flip. I knew I didn't want to do that, but I kept searching. And then all of a sudden one weekend I show up this one event and it was probably only like 15 or 20 people there. And look, even going to those meetings, you could be nervous. Like, you know, are all these people experienced? Like, what am I going to ask dumb questions? And, and I had a lot of experience and look, I've got gray hair. I mean, it's not like, um, I was a, a little junior guy and I had capital. Um, but I was still fearful because I didn't know. Right. And so then I went and I met a couple that were like, Darren, I was just like you, you know, business owner. We wanted to grow our wealth, didn't know how to do it. We joined this mentorship program, you know, our first deal looked like this and we made, you know, 400,000. The second deal we made like 800,000. Third deal we made over a million. Like, I'm like, are you crazy? Like these people were so open about how much they were making on these deals. And so I was like, they were super nice, but you know, if they can do it, I can do it. Right. So I joined that mentorship group. So that was um, sight unseen. I'm like, if they can do it, I can do it. And then I went, once I joined that group, I started to, there was a private Facebook group that had all the members on it. And um, I looked for posts of people that were actually the sponsors of deals that were actually putting the deals together. And then I reached out to them using Facebook messenger and set up coffee meetings. And basically my whole thing was, is this real? Right? Like, is this real? And it was like one after the other, after the other was like, change my life, change my life, change my life. And I'm like, that's all she wrote. And so that was uh, 2017, 2000, beginning of 2018, I started to pull money out of the stock market and invest passively into other multifamily deals. And at the same time, I started to try to go out and find you know, my own deal as a sponsor. And it, it's, I mean, that's a kind of a common path, right? A lot of people are, I think, cause we have limiting beliefs. We're like, oh, I'm, I'm not, I can't start with multifamily. I have to do single right. family or duplex or maybe a quad if you're really, right. <laughs> really ambitious, but it, you know, people don't think that, that it's okay to just move right to multifamily. Cause, cause mostly, cause we don't know how it works. It's not like, right. It, we, I think we look at it like, okay, say I have $50,000. Well, I can buy that, you know, $200,000 or $250,000 home, but I can't buy a $25 million house with $50,000. So you're kind of like, I just can't do it. You don't, you don't know what you don't know. And it's, it's a very common thing that's like, okay, I try this 
then I realized, wait a minute, how many of these duplexes do I have to buy to, to really get where I want to go? And you're like, that'll take me the rest of my life of buying duplexes. And so that I think that's often how people kind of transition into multifamily and whether that's, you know, going to a meetup, joining a mentorship like you did, whatever the path is, but it happens very, very frequently. And I think it, it's just, and it, it's like, I've never talked to one person who said, oh, I wish I didn't do that. Right. Right. <laughs> like, right. I wish I didn't start this journey, you know, cause it's like, everybody's already, um, you know, everybody, as soon as you get in there, you said it, you're like, is this real? And once you realize that it is real and the power of it, it like it changes everything, Change, changes your life. It, it does. Uh, what I would say as a qualifier is, you know, cause I've seen a lot of people come and, and go, you know, and some have been successful and some have not. And what I would say is, you know, you first have to have that belief in yourself. You know, if you can't see yourself doing it, then, you know, don't waste the money, right? Like if you're not fully committed to doing it, don't waste the money. But if you are committed and you believe in yourself, then, you know, surrounding yourself with other people that have already done it, you know, inspires you and gives you confidence. And the multifamily world is just, you know, people will say it's team sport over and over and over again. And, and, you know, people are like, what, what does that mean? You know, well, people partner together, you know um, you know, there's a lot of people that partner to go buy a 25 or $50 million deal. You know, I just got off the phone with somebody that I'm, I'm going to end up partnering with on a, you know, $59 million purchase. Right. And they, they found the deal, right. They, they and they're going to manage the deal and they're bringing in a few partners and uh, you know, I'm, I'm one of them, but that's the, that's the whole thing about this, you know, game of multifamily is that you you're doing it together and people can, can do different facets of the business. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's cliche in a way that it's a team sport, but it is right. like, it's just, right. I think cliches are cliches for a reason because they're generally pretty true. Um, it's just, you know, but it, but it gets repeated all the time. It's a team sport. It's, it's, it's definitely not like I, I had always been a DIY guy until I got into this and I was like, yeah, you can't, there's no way, there's no way to do this on your own. Right. You can have your, your niche in there in terms of, you know, your, you're an acquisitions guy, you're, you're a asset manager, you're a capital raiser, whatever the case may be. But the whole process, it can't be a one person. It can't be a one person deal. It just doesn't work. It, it's, it, there's, you don't have one person doesn't have that bandwidth to do it all and, and do it all well. Right. And, and there's, so there's advantages to that. So like the new guy, like it, that's trying to learn, like when I was going in and I didn't have the experience, well, I could partner with somebody that does have the experience, right. you know, and, and have it be a win-win uh, where if you're going to look at the duplex or the fourplex or the aplex, you know, you're just looking at how much capital do I have and can I, right. do I have enough money to buy that? But then you have to figure everything out, you know, yeah. you know, you're just yourself. Um, so versus having a partner that is like, here, this is how I handle that situation. Yeah. And it, it, whether you, you can get that partner through a mentorship or you can get that partner just 
organically by meeting them at, at a meetup or at a conference or whatever the case may be, but getting getting in those groups of people that are already doing it when you're trying to get started. And as you said, you know, you, you wish you started sooner. I wish I started sooner. Like that's, that's such a common theme for a reason. Cause right. the whole thing is time, right? We're, we're looking for time freedom, but also the, <laughs> the power of time in the business is, you know, it, it gets exponential. So if you started five years ago, 10 years ago, like you've got, you're going to already be just because of the the time effect on real estate you're already ahead of the game so it's true it's, you know get take it from us older guys right. get get started uh as soon as you possibly can so um i get i get really fired up when i meet people that are like early 20s and already starting in this i'm like easy you're it's going to be easy like you don't even have to rush it's you've got plenty of time so right uh, I, I love the, it the, so the young guys have the problem of they're they have the time but they don't have the capital right because right. young guys typically don't um but they just can partner with people that right that that do um yeah. so um it's there's and there's people out there that you may talk to that say no i'm you know i don't need somebody like you but then just keep at it's like it's, right. it's like sales like anything you know i mean you're going to talk to 10 people and eight are going to say no. And all of a sudden two are like, yeah, I definitely yeah. want to partner with you. Yep. And it, and it, that, that network builds over time. I mean, it's just, it's a really great point and example of that team, that team spirit that, and, and like most of the time, even the people that are going to say no, they're not going to be mean about it. They're just like, right. no, I don't, I don't, need to partner with you right now or whatever the case may be. And that's fine. Don't, you, you know, like you said, just, just talk to the next person. There, there are people out there that are looking for partners of all types. So it it's, it's available to you if you want to get started. So, so uh, yeah, re really great point. Um, so when you, when you, you know, you moved past the duplex, you started getting into yeah. to multifamily, what path did you take? You know, I know you partnered with other people, but yeah. what were your role? What, you know, kind of, what did you do? So, yeah. So I, I was, um, and this is a kind of a funny story. So I went to, you know, I was going to these, these, uh, I joined a mentorship group and I'm going to these networking events and they're all multifamily people. Um, the great thing about these multifamily people is that they were, they were not only, you know, we're not only talking about deals, but they're like, Hey, Darren, have you read this book? You know, this, you know, on, tax-free wealth by Tom Wheelwright. Like it's just, I had another business that changed, you know, that alone changed my financial picture huge, but I was, I was going and a lot of people do this. Okay. When they're just getting into the industry, like, and I'll have people contact me asking for the same thing. Hey, Darren, man, I'll, I'll help you with whatever you want. Like, you know, like, Hey, if you want me to underwrite deals or go out to deals or do this or do the, you know, paperwork, whatever. Um, they want to get involved. And so I was going around like, Hey, I'm a good guy. Like you want a partner. Right. Right. And that's not how it works. And, and a lot of these people were cordial to me, like, yeah, Darren, man, if the right opportunity comes, then, you know, we'll, we'll do something. I finally had somebody that was like, Darren, if I find a deal, do you think I'm going to ask you? Um, no, I'm going to ask that guy over there because he's been in the business for five years. He's got broker contacts. He's got investor database. He's got relationships with property management companies and lenders and da, da, da. 
I'm like, holy cow. Why would you partner with me as a newbie? And the person was like, go find me the deal. Yep. And so I, that is what I did is once that person told me that I was like, I changed my strategy. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go out. I'm going to go do these property site visits, property tours, meet the brokers, develop relationships, do the underwriting, do all of that, get a deal kind of teed up. At the same time, every time I'm going to these networking events, hey, if I find a deal that works, you know, would you be interested in partnering? And then, so now I have like my five or six people that I like, and I feel like they like me. And if the deal is right, that they would, they would t- take serious consideration. Well, once I got the deal, and it took me about nine months um, to, to get the, the first one, and I was in best and final. Um, I really had, thought I had a good chance of winning the deal. I, I went to a partner and said, hey, I got this deal. That person got on the phone. They spent like 45 minutes going over the underwriting. Okay, I'm in. Well, I spent like three or four weeks, right? You know, right. I'm, I went to all the surrounding <laughs> properties. Like I went, I've checked out the area. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm talking to the brokers. I'm doing all the underwriting. That person spent like, that's the win-win. But that person had the resume, had the experience, you know, had the net worth, all of those things that I needed, right? So we now we partner together and we get the deal. And um, the first deal was a 76-unit townhome community. So I went from a duplex to 76 units. And um, I never thought that that was possible, you know? But once you surround yourself with people that are doing it, you know, I'm the type of guy like, hey, if they can do it, I can do it. Um, so, you know, if you're that type of person, I, I liken it to the 80-20 rule. Like 20% of the people are going to find a way to rise up and figure it out. If you are that type of person, get out there and do it. There's, yeah, there's a ton of steps, but you don't have to know every step right away. Go and do the first two or three steps, you know, and and then you figure out the next piece, you know. But if you're somebody that just wants to stroke a check and have it handed to you, I I have not seen success with that. Well, then you just can be an investor, right? If you've just yes. if you've so just got the money, you can come in as a you just partner. have the money, then then you could be a passive investor mm-hmm. in, in the deals, just not be an active sponsor, correct? Right. And and I've done both, right? And I wanted to do both. And the returns are pretty phenomenal. I mean, I've had deals where I'm a passive investor where I put in a hundred grand and all of a sudden, you know, three years later, I get my hundred grand plus another hundred grand. I'm like, that's, you know, I was not getting those returns in the stock market. You know? No, that's yeah. Yeah. The stock market, you might, you may, might catch a, a a perfect wave at, at times, but, but realistically, you know, when it's, it is not unreasonable to expect to double your money in five to seven years in a real estate deal. Like that's, that's essentially almost like a standard metric. And and recently with the market being so good, you know, people were achieving those metrics faster. So it's kind of like, you're just, you can't count on that. Like you can in, in, uh, in, you can't count on that in the stock market, like you can in real estate, but it's, you brought up a really good point that I, I, kind of don't want to pass over in that, you know, you said someone told you like, why would I partner with you as a a newbie? 
And so you went out and find a deal. You, you have to know what you, you have to, you don't want to have to ask the person what value you can provide to them. You have to sort of figure out what your value is. And so you, you figured that out in the sense that you went and found the deal. Like for some people that might be, they have a high uh, or a uh, network of high net worth individuals or something like right. that and capital raising commit. So they can go to someone who's finding deals and be like, look, I can bring in a million dollars or whatever the case right. may be. So you, you have to be, you know, have that sort of honest conversation with yourself. Like, what is my, what is my value proposition here? What am I, what can I bring to this? And, and then go to the person with that, because if they have to figure it out, that's going to turn them off. They, they don't, you know, the, the people that are doing it are busy and don't have time. And so if you want to get in the door with them, giving them essentially another job <laughs> to figure out what you can do isn't, isn't really what most, you know, what most people want that are already experienced. I think. I, I think that's a great point. Um, you know, in the beginning, when you're just learning, you know, part the beginning process is just learning the lingo and learning, yeah. you know, what, what are the different roles, right? And so don't be ashamed, you know, if you're a new newbie and you're, you're just trying to figure that out. I don't know what value I provide. Still go to those meetings and learn. And then, right. and then you start to figure out, you know what, I think I could do this piece. And that, that's when you start having that, you know, start having that conversation with people. Hey, I think I could add value here. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. It's just, you have, take the time to figure it out what your part is or what you think your part would be. And then you can, and, and finding deals is a, a common spot to sort of put yourself in because it's not easy. You know, as you said, it took nine months. It's, it's not like, especially when you're starting out, finding the deals is not the easy thing. You have to build those relationships with the brokers. And so getting that, going through that process, it also proves that you're kind of in it for the long haul because for you to, you know, if you go to someone and you're, you know, first deal you underwrite and you're like, look, this one looks good. They're, they're probably not going to believe you. If you go to them and you said, I've spent nine months, I now know every broker in this market. Here's all my research. Like you said, you spent weeks on it, but you can, if you can lay out to them in 30, 40 minutes, everything they need to know about the deal, that's why they said yes. Right. Because it's like you, you've already done all that work that does, that does take a long time. So I, I think these are really, really good points about people, you know, trying to trying to get started uh, in the business. Um, Darren, what what's your portfolio look like now? You know, kind of what's your uh, what's your goals? You know, kind of how do you see this going for yourself? Yeah. So, um, you know, I lost a deal. You know, the, the, the thing about multifamily is competitive, right? So there's right. like, you know, 10, 15 offers on, on any particular deal. Um, from qualified groups. Um, so I lost a deal. And after that, I said, to the big man upstairs, all right, now what's, what's next? Like, and I don't know, you just put that little whisper in my head, you know, podcast. And so I know we're on a po your podcast here. I started a podcast a couple of years ago and um, I love doing it. Um, I love meeting new people. I love hearing people's stories. Um, so want to, and I think that having a podcast and hopefully you agree with this is you're helping other people kind of come into this world because, you know, there's a lot, I didn't know about this. And like, look, I was in nice golf clubs and <laughs> around a lot of wealthy people. I had never been invited to a private placement, you know, 
real estate deal or um, angel investing deal, anything, right? Yep. It's, it's a private thing that you have to get on people's investor database in order to get invited. And um, so where do I go from here? I'm 52. My, my son is a junior in uh, Texas A&M. My daughter is taking a gap year. She graduated high school. Um, so my wife and I are going to be empty nesters here soon. And I want to travel. I just bought an RV. We're, tra- we're traveling around. So I, with that, you know, there's a piece that's financial and there's a piece of like, okay, well, how do you want your life to look like? Yeah. So I believe I can capital raise while I'm traveling. So that's what I'm looking to do. And I get a smaller piece of the deal, but I'm able to travel around and, and have the life that I want um, at the same time that I'm still helping people grow their wealth, you know, and, and helping grow the wealth of our family as well. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm invested passively in a lot of deals. I'm also invested in like four or five uh, deals as a co-sponsored general partner. Um, and that's the piece that I'm continuing to focus on that 76 unit deal. I was the lead sponsor and my partner was an experienced partner. And, and I, he said, what do you, Darren, what do you want to do? You know, in this, I said, I want to do everything because I want to learn. Um, and we sold that deal after a little, little more than three years. And I think we did like 2.5 X, um, in like three years, which was awesome. Um, but there were pieces of it that I didn't love. Like I, I hate admin stuff. So I, you know, it's not fun, right. The, the monthly emails and the K ones and the tax returns and all that, like I did it all, but I don't love that. Like going on property tours and I like the relationship building with the brokers, but I don't like losing a deal after spending two months, you know, working a deal. So you know, I'm, that's where I'm, I'm looking to focus over the next, um, you know, hopefully the returns are good enough that I can continue to do that, but we'll see. Well, and it's, it's again, you know, kind of reinforces the point from earlier about knowing yourself, right. You, you have to, when you're starting now, you got to figure out, okay, you got to figure out a, a way in, right. You got to, right. you got to figure out how to unlock the door and then you get in and then you can figure out what parts of it you like. And, and that's different for different people. Like, some people are are really really great at capital raising and like if like deals always need capital so if you can raise capital people are going to want you as a partner that's a that's you know there are plenty of people in this space that that is their career they're just strictly raising capital for other people's deals and and they're very very good at it the you know some people like the acquisition side of it and and yeah it it's not fun to lose out on a deal. You know, it's usually after several months, as you mentioned, you've usually spent a bunch of money. Like there, there's a lot that goes into it. So it's, it's not fun to have that, you know, sort of negative feedback, but I think to some extent, if you're a super competitive person, you're like, okay, I lost this one. I'm winning the next one. And the, yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's a personality, right? It's, it's, you, you figure out where your personality fits in. Some people are right. really good at the admin stuff and the asset managing and all of that. So it's, I, I think that what you're saying there is, is like a phenomenal picture of what people should look at just in life in general, right? Like you like doing your podcast, the education side of it. And I agree, like the education side of it is amazing. I, I get 
I told you before, like I'm really fired up when, when young people are starting because of the power yeah. of time. But, but honestly, anyone who asks me questions about this now, because whether they hear me talking about it or they hear the podcast or whatever they see, you know, social media, I'm, I'm really excited because that means someone else is getting to learn this opportunity. And so it, it's very cool. And, and so I think being focused in that space with your podcast and, and capital raising, and then having that freedom in your life to, to travel and do whatever you want. Once your kids are out of the house, like that's, that's it. I think that's the point. That's the point of all of it. There's so right. you can <laughs> do what you want to do when you want to do it. And, and you can continue to, you know, put money as a passive investor and have that money grow and like live off the cash. It's just, it's exactly what, like what the end goal I think looks like in some capacity for everyone, right? Like figure out how do I get to that point and then put the pieces in place to make it happen. I, I think it's just really, I love hearing that, that you're, you're sort of actively making these decisions about how your life is going to look. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I've looked at, it's, it's no different than when you look, when you're an employee, right? Look at your, the senior level executives and you're like, is that what I want? Right? Like, yeah, we all know they make more money, but you you could see how their life is. Like, are they flying all over the place and they're never right. home? And, um, but you know, there's some people that in this business that they get three, four five deals and they get very good at getting deal flow and closing on deals. Well, now they have to hire asset managers and then, yep. then they have to hire you know, maybe investor relations people. And then now all of a sudden they're building a company, you know, and they're building employees out. And some people love that, right? Love building on a team, but like know that and consciously make a decision as to whether yeah. you want to do that or not. Yeah. There's definitely an inflection point where you have, you either have to do that or you can't keep growing that company because that's exactly what it's becoming. You, you can only sort of, you know, we talked about the team aspect, like you can only do so much of it. You can only handle so many deals yourself and have them run well. So it's like, yeah, you start bringing on asset managers, construction managers, investor relations people that, that you start building up a team and then you have to support that team. So you do have to decide, is that, is that what I want to do? And I think, I think that's a, a great illustration of like, probably why a lot of people that go into capital raising, why they do that. It's, it's, not that there's no team involved, but it's a, there's less of the admin. There's less of those people like doing actual, you know, boots on the ground type of stuff. Like you're just having fun conversations with people and, and offering opportunities to them. So right. it's work, but it's, if you like relationship building, it's enjoyable work. And, right. And so right. it's just figuring that out for yourself. So I love that. Um, well, Darren, let's let's switch gears a little bit. I feel like this is, has been a good transition just into the sure. part where I get to ask you the questions that I ask every guest. And the first right. one is uh, always it's related to the name of the show being Know Your Why. But but what is your why? You know, I think you probably touched on a little bit. But what what sort of drives you? What what's pushing you at this point? Yeah. So uh, it that's a great question. And um, you know, when I started the podcast, I I actually read the book. Start with. Your start with why by Simon Sinek. Yep. Um, and 
you know, it made me really think about like, who, who am I serving and what am I trying to achieve? And, and so for me, it came down to two things. One was I'm looking to grow the wealth of, for my family. Mm -hmm. Um, and two, I'm looking to grow the wealth for other people. Um, and, and, and I want to inspire people, not, it doesn't have to be real estate. You know, I mean, I, I believe that real estate is a great, you know, avenue to grow your wealth. Um, but some people have that, you know, that tug in their stomach, that, that gut feel that they want to do something. They want to start their own business and maybe it's not real estate. Um, but I want to help nudge people off the ledge, you know, like, I've started my own business. I've gotten into real estate. And yes, each one was scary, but I would never go back. Like there's some people that love their job and that's fantastic. You're in the right spot. Stay there. But I know a lot of people that, you know, they got into their career by happenstance. They, they're, they're good at it and they, you know, they progressed and they got a raise and, but then they went and bought a nicer car, a nicer house, and you know, yeah. more expenses. And they feel like they can't go after their dream. Like they can't go after their goal. I want to inspire people to, you know what? Take a chance, man. Take a chance. Do something. Yeah. No, I, I love that. I mean, I think that your your point about doesn't have to be real estate. It's 100 true. Like I, I feel the same way. I, I feel like this, my podcast is as much about mindset as it is about real estate, because it's the mindset that's going to allow you to take those chances to do the things that you might think are impossible, but it's nothing's impossible because look, other people are doing it, right? Like, right. like you're not, we're not talking, we're not on here saying, you know, you can be a superhero and fly. Like that's not, there are things that are not possible, but, but anything is achievable in you know, business, growing your wealth, whatever it is you want to do, you can do that. And and being held back by, you know, limiting beliefs and things like that. I, I think that's, I agree. Like, that's what I, that's what I love about the podcast too, is getting to talk to people about those sorts of things. And, and, and again, have people ask me like, Hey, or say, Hey, I, I heard so-and-so on your podcast, like, love what you guys talked about here on, you know, mindset of success and whatever it is, because great. Like it's awesome when people have huge success in real estate and they have, you know, a billion dollars under asset and all of that. There's, I, I would never take anything away from them because I know what went into getting there. But sometimes I, it, that's what gets focused on is the numbers. Right. And really what got that person to that point is, is the mindset and the drive behind it and, and knowing what they wanted out of life. Right. And so it doesn't, whatever you want, is, is achievable. So I, I love that, that that's, you know, kind of your why and what you're, you're looking for. I'm sure you've got kids, you've passing that on to them, passing that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, my, my kids, I, I will hope that they, they have some of that buried in them. Um, you know how it is like you, your kids, you're a hero to your kids until they, you know, when they're young and then all of a sudden when they become teenagers, like you, no matter what you say is not, it's not smart, right. but, yeah. um, you know, hopefully <laughs> they're going to rebel in some way. Right. I'm sure. told that they come back around in their mid twenties. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're in that, you're in that, uh, rebellious phase, but yeah. it, that I should, I'm sure that, and like, I think just, 
just being around and hearing, you know, parents that have that, you know, that mindset of, of it's okay to pursue your dreams and things like, I think that's huge for them. So I'm, I'm, I have no doubt they'll come around. And, and it, it doesn't, right. like, I don't necessarily need my kids to work with me. Right. I just want them to know how to be smart about money and like how to use it to achieve what you actually want in life. If you don't want nothing to do with real estate, okay, that's fine. Like, no, <laughs> whatever it is they want, we can, we can make it work. Um, very cool. Well, second question for you, Darren, is what it, what is something about you that that maybe isn't common knowledge, a special skill, a hobby, some something that you're interested in learning, whatever it is that maybe people don't know about you? Um, I don't know if this is really like a hidden thing, um, but, you know, I'm always trying to like go. I love learning. Um, and so I'm, I'm trying different things. Um, I'm right now I'm writing a book um, and. Another thing I'm doing is trying to um, learn about angel investing. So I've learned the multifamily thing and I'm like, you know, I kind of have this, why not me? You know, like, Hey, there's been some people that have invested in the next Uber or the next whatever, like, and I'm not going to put all my capital there. My, most of my capital is, is in real estate, but I'm like, why not segment off a piece and learn this other Avenue. Um, why not me? Why can't I invest in, you know, the next Uber? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, learning to, learning to recognize those opportunities is, is probably no different than, than recognize a good real estate opportunity. You just have to do the research and, and yeah, I think it's different looking. from what I'm reading. I mean, when people say like you invest in 20 or 30 deals <clears throat> to get one or two to, but the one or two that hit are like, you know, huge returns yeah, yeah. make up for all the, where, where I, I, you know, I've talked to passive investors that one guy is invested in like 40, 50 deals. I'm like, have you ever lost money? He's like, I've never lost capital on one multifamily deal. Yeah. I'm like, are you crazy? Right. I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, we've had deals where, you know, maybe they said, you know, cash flow is going to be 8% a year and we got 2% or we didn't get anything. Or we had deals that the pro forma said we would sell the deal within five years and, you know, it got extended to year six or seven, but we've never lost capital. And I'm like that, that's a lot different than what I read on the angel investing thing True. where, yeah, where that, people lose on, <laughs> on 20, 20 to get one or two. Yeah. That's a, that's a good point. I guess in terms of the the expectations of returns and and risk level, yeah, very different. Uh, but in terms of needing to educate, your, you don't want to just even if you're going to invest in, in venture capital type things, like you don't just throw your money no, out like, there. And I, like, I want to just like multifamily. I'm like, look, I didn't know how to do it. I went and learned from other people, and right now I'm trying to, you know, I'm getting on conference calls with pe people that know people, and they're educating me. So I'm in the education process. And then look, I've never been invited to, you know, invest in one of those. Well, actually I invest with a golf buddy of mine, but, um, you know, just like multifamily, you got to get on the investor database. And right. so you got to get on these, these people's radar screens. So we'll see. Absolutely. Very cool. Um, when people hear this, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? 
Uh, my website, probably uh, darrenbatchelder.com. It's D-A-R-I-N-B-A-T-C-H-E-L-D-E-R.com. Or I'm on social media, um, you know, I'm Facebook, uh, Instagram, LinkedIn. Instagram is probably the, the best place, um, place I spend more time, but um, any of those avenues would be great. Final question for you, Darren, what's, what's a piece of advice that you would give to someone who is, you know, sort of getting started in, in real estate to help them, you know, help motivate them, how to push, help push them forward. Push past the fear, you know, and whatever you want to do, push past the fear because we, we are all afraid, you know, but the difference between the people that succeed and the people that wish they were doing something is that they actually took action, you know? So if you can push past the fear and take action, that's my advice. Yeah. That's, that's a fantastic point. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Darren. I really appreciate having you on the show. I think it's been a great, great conversation. People get a lot of value out of it. So um, yeah, again, thank you very much. Absolutely. It was a great time. Yeah. Awesome. All right. With that, we will go ahead and sign out. Thank you everyone. I'd like to show you why knowing your why is the start of your journey. Without a strong why, it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people and allows them to achieve at such a high level. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you.